Hey guys, thank you all for listening and supporting. I just want to make a disclaimer that this content that we're going to release today could potentially be um, a bit much for children to listen to. So if you are around your children at the time or in your car on your way to a different location or whatever, I would just um, wait until you get along with your friends and then pick back up. Thanks. The best things in life are free. Self-work is required to give yourself to someone. That's how marriage happens. Two people bringing their best and worst qualities to the table and mixing it all up to make one big healthy unit. There will be ups and downs, teachable moments and blessings that come from it. But the most important thing to remember is you're in it for eternity and hard work is necessary for longevity. My name is Brittany. My name is Wallace. And And this this is is the the Proud Mary Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Proud Mary podcast. PM7. This is episode seven, so uh, we are excited. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited to to talk about what we're going to talk about today, but before we go into it, I just want to let you guys know that yesterday was so beautiful out. An amazing day. It was not warm, but with the sun and with us dressing warm, we went for a walk around the lake and it was just amazing. I just had to let you guys know because... You know, I haven't been able to go out and be comfortable with the weather and walk and just enjoy every second of the moment um, for a while. So you got to get that bonding time. Man. Yeah, and it was bonding time. So it was really nice. So, yeah, we, you know, it, it helped us. We had a relaxing day. We just wanted to get ourselves together for for this episode. So we are here and um we're going to be talking about trauma and how it affects us and then how it affects our relationship. So we wanted to go ahead and like give you some of our experience, you know, things that we've gone through and just kind of lay it out on the table in hopes that someone will under, will hear it and maybe look at their relationship to, you know, improve. Yeah, so first and foremost, the definition of trauma is any experience you've had that left you feeling anxious, disturbed, or distressed and followed or follows you for years. Right. uh, That's definitely true. Um, I can't really speak for an exact event that made me traumatized. Uh, Some things in my life have happened that has made me block out a lot of experiences. Like, um, I can be anywhere in the world, and somebody from high school would be like, hey, what's going on? Remember me? Blah, 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 blah. And I have no recollection or memory of the person at all. And I can't really say that it's that specific person, you know, that caused that lapse of memory that they did something to me or not. Because like it's if it's memory loss, it could be that or like I said, it could be just complete trauma because I find myself blocking out things that happen that uh aren't very I don't know, satisfying to me. Don't that isn't a happy moment in time, and it gets blocked out. Uh, the closest things I have that has traumatized me would have to be death. Um, my entire life has been full of close people dying and finding ways to cope. Like even as a kid growing up in South Carolina, like a lot of the kids that I grew up with that I consider best friends, like 
all died, you know, different reasons, different things, of course. But leaving South Carolina, even moving up here, every step of the way, it seemed like it was always something, someone very close that really hit home. And I guess that's what started my whole blocking out traumatic things in my life because I had to find ways to cope and keep moving. Um, yeah. You know, I'm realizing it is tough for me to deal with loss, though. Um, I find my I find myself uh, drowned in sorrow, you know, looking for escape through a bottle, you know, which going through therapy, which I did before when uh, my father died, you know, it made me realize that's not a great way to go about, you know, dealing with traumatic issues. Um, once again, I try to keep myself moving to not give the chance to think about it. Um, if something happens and to somebody that I love, of course, I'm the type of person I have to get out the house. I have to keep moving. I have to keep doing something because the more I sit and wallow in despair, it just, it forms a greater deal of depression for me. Um, you know, we deal with it by having a level of being in tune with each other and understanding one another. We do give advice, and most times we do heed each other's advice, you know, but there's that other time that you have to formulate your own opinions or thoughts, or as humans, that's that's how we're made to operate. You know, you can always hear good advice, but you don't always take it. Yeah. So I know I was rambling on for a minute with that. No, it's okay. It's good. Um, I wanted to point out that it's good that you're aware of how you deal with that type of trauma. You know, I'm not even going to lie. When I have, when something bad happens around us, as far as like death, or when, when we suspect that it could potentially happen, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I initially think about you first. Because I'm like like shaking, like I don't even know how this is going to affect him this time. And I'm just, I just prepare myself for this ride because I just know it's going to be harder on him than me. I just worry because he deals with it externally that I just work for him first. So the fact that you're aware of it is good because I think that you can check it. It's better than if you don't know. Because, you know, when you sometimes we spiral when we're in situations we don't understand it. And when you are aware of it, you can kind of like control it to a certain extent. And if you can't control it, we're a human, but at least you know, okay, well, I know I did wrong. So let me try to fix it the next time. And it just had me thinking too, with you saying all that, like, cause I know how you are when it comes to um, like befriending, befriending people, like you love being around people. We can go out of town and he'll just meet somebody and they be hanging out all night. You don't think they know each other for out forever. And I wonder if, your trauma, you being able to block out trauma, and I mean, you blocking out trauma because who knows what it is? Um, it, it it could be really something really bad that you just can't remember. Do you think that has something to do with maybe you wanting to be around, like, be from people and just wanting to be around people and celebrate with them, or just because? Um, for me, what I personally feel, you know, it's slowly things that come back to me here and there. Mm-hmm. But you know, dealing with some form of bullying growing up you know a lot of people have dealt with bullying which is also traumatic very um but not liking the person that you were or are should i say and i guess when i go out of town and when i'm just out in the world it's 
the more so of a reinvention of myself, the showing me that the form of me that I like, the real me, putting that on display for the world. Because, you know, I've survived the past. I've survived a lot of things. And to put myself out there and not care about what A, B, or C thinks about me, you know, it's a form of getting over that set of trauma that I had growing up as a kid. Mm. That's what's up. I never looked at it like that. But, you know, I thought it was interesting, too, for him to talk about how he um, blocks out trauma because a lot of people do. Uh, I think he does more than me. Well, I know he does more than me, but I know that everybody who's had a really bad, bad trauma, traumatic experience, you ever be sitting around, like, at 20-something years old and then or, like, 30, and then you're like, what the heck? Like, it just comes to you, something bad that happened to you and you were younger. You know, our bodies naturally block out trauma to protect us. So that's why you don't remember these things. And when it do come to you, it freaks you out. Like I know for me, I've had some things going on in my lifetime that I remember in my adult years and I just get freaked out about it. So I thought it was important to, to for him to express that because a lot of people do. And like I said, when you're not aware of something, it's you spiral. So it's good to not be aware of it. So thanks for sharing. No problem. That was amazing. I appreciate your, your tr- honest input. Thank you. You're welcome. So I guess it's my turn. Um, I've had a lot of traumatic experiences in my life, by the way. Um, And I'm just proud to have became, you know, made it this far in life and, you know, be who I am as a person. So, but I'm going to talk about one traumatic experience because there's no need going into everything. Um, There's one thing that happened to me when I was a child. I was uh, sexually molested, probably, well, I was in elementary school, so I don't remember exactly... um, what age I was, but it started then, you know, it would happen for a couple of years. Um, and then I, maybe like two or three other times that it happened to me, I even got sexually molested by a woman and actually didn't realize that it was sexual molestation until I got it became an adult. So yeah, that was my tra- traumatic experience. And it, it did a lot of uh, damage to me growing up and it still affects me somewhat, but it's not as bad, obviously, because I'm I'm aware of it and I'm working on bettering me and I'm working on connecting my behaviors over time from my past. And I think that's important work for everyone to do because then you can know, you can see where your behavior stems from and you can try to change it. So some of the things that it's done to me, I was always very vulnerable. People can feel the energy. They can see the energy predators anyway. Um, I've always came off as insecure, stuttered, scared to speak in public, still am. <laughs> um, I just was scared to be to speak up for myself. I remember uh, when I would get around old men, um, the vulnerability was seen in my demeanor. And a lot of times I would engage in conversations trying to appease them. But deep down inside, I really didn't want to be there. And I wanted to run, but I've always felt like I had to give in to everything because that's just how it was that's how it made me feel like I always felt vulnerable like I wasn't even myself like I didn't even know what I was I just knew that I existed and I didn't really realize that till I got became an adult I just feel like I was surviving all my life I've just been surviving I never was able to sit back and look at myself or who I am until I became an adult like when I say an adult I mean like 28 29 like any time before that I felt like I was lost and anytime they would be perverted, I would try to get far away from them as possible unless it was a situation I felt like I couldn't control. 
So I would, I would, I would ride, like conversate with people, even though I was scared to be in their presence. And then it would get to the point where I felt like I couldn't say no to situations that I couldn't control. But in therapy, it taught me how to gain my control back and love myself enough and walk with confidence because a perf- pervert definitely can uh, sense your fe- fear from a mile away. They can sense your vulnerability from a long mile away, and they can definitely sense your naive- naivety as well. Um, but after therapy, I became very assertive. I walk with my head held high, and I say how I feel or nothing at all, and I just keep it moving. And my intentions are clear as day now, and I am okay with saying no. So I think the first lesson I've learned um, trying to help my trauma experiences um, was how to say no. That was my first lesson I learned because I will let anybody. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not proud of this, but I would allow anybody to tell me, make me do something that I didn't want to do. It was even harder for me because about my trauma and they they knew what happened to me and they still didn't do anything to protect me. They didn't call the police on these people. They just let it happen because they were protecting themselves. And so as an adult, you even feel more shitty because you're like, you, yeah, you really did not protect me. You was worried about yourself. You knew these people did it. You believed me. You believed me on top of that. You didn't do anything about it. Talk about feeling like feeling really low, by the way. It left me feeling like I wasn't worthy uh, or good enough, especially because it made me detach from my feelings, almost making me numb to everything because I was always in survival mode. So as I said before, I was always in survival mode. So I've always been numb to life. I didn't know why. You know, one of the things that I wanted to work out in therapy was why don't I cry when I should? I hate the fact that I don't show emotion when I should. Um, when bad things happen, like death, I still don't show emotion like I should. So, or like when I got proposed to, you know, when, um, when that first Christmas we had and you bought me all that stuff and I was so happy, but it didn't show my face. And I just hate that. I hated that. I can't show emotion. And it's because I became numb to life because of my trauma. So that's my trauma made me so numb that I was dealing with everything internally. My anxiety was really high. Depression was really high. All this stuff was really high because everything was inside. And it isn't like I didn't want to. I mean, sometimes I would hold back my feelings because I felt people didn't care. But sometimes I wanted it to show. <laughs> and I couldn't at that point because I didn't train myself because of things that that's happened to me. And so, yeah, those are some things that affected me as far as my trauma that made me the way I am. I'm sorry, it's a lot. But I think it's important for people to know that if you're being sexually assaulted that it will cause an impact on your life it will affect you in the long run so please seek help if you know someone who's been sexually assaulted please advise them to seek help you know because it's real bad trauma and if you're trying to deal with it in the later years it's going to be harder than dealing with it sooner earlier on um and you know i just want to also say that it took a lot of healing and self-work to realize i'm worth it i'm amazing smart and intelligent god gave me all these experiences because he knew i would overcome them and i just i want to help someone else so i know i've been through a lot and i understand it and, it, and obviously it sucks and you don't know why but i just I, I know god gave me these experiences just so i can help others and i'm and what i feel like god gave me I am so proud of my brother DeAndre Lancaster. 
he has started a moving company called Pound for Pound Movers. At Pound for Pound Movers, they have the best prices and are very professional providers. They are reliable and finish the job in a timely manner. They provide packaging services, assemble and disassemble furniture, load and unload the truck, travel long distance, and will do dump runs. They also provide moving equipment such as pads, shrink wrap, and dollies. You name it, they got it. With 10 plus years of experience, DeAndre and his team completes every move with satisfaction and enjoys providing services for his moving customers. So if anyone is looking for a good quality moving company who is very professional, reasonably priced, and follows COVID guidelines, email him at poundforpoundmovers at gmail.com. P-O-U-N-D for pound movers at gmail.com or call him at 202-258-5340. You can also find him on Instagram and Facebook at pound for pound movers. And so we wanted to talk about also because we're not just talking about ourselves. We're talking about our traumas because we want you guys to understand that we came together as a married couple and now we got to deal with our traumas together. So we want to go over some things that we've done, like, you know, how to do how we dealt with our traumas together. And you want to start, babe? Uh, I mean, like I said, from past traumatic experiences growing up as a kid, thing like that, you know, these days I walk with confidence, you know. Some would call it arrogance, a little bit of an ego. Um, but, you know, we, we deal with that together because it's like when I met you, us being together, it's like the rest of the world's been shut out. And once again, you use in tune, but we've always found a way to be in tuned and in sync where, you know, I'm showing my everything and my all to you. And being accepted, you know. Acceptance is definitely what uh, helps me with my trauma. Uh, at times I can feel like I'm out there just standing at the edge of a cliff, but you're always there to help me out and bring me back. Yeah, make sure you don't jump. Then dig it. Sometimes I feel like I'm floating in the middle of nowhere and I just can't reach anything in anyone. And you're there to be like, wake up, you're good. Indeed. For, for everyone. A voice, you know. Yeah. All it takes is one voice, one voice, one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one thing that Cynthia always says, you know, she writes her books to help, even if it can help one person, then she feels like she did her job. So I love that. She said, because she said it in her live too. And I was like, that's so true. So yeah, thank you for your, your support. <laughs> Don't matter how big or small, we appreciate it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And how do you, how, I think um, uh, one of the things that we do um, for my past traumas, because I was sexually abused, there's some things that I don't like and I'm not comfortable with during sex. I'm just going to put it like that. And those are things that we've had talked about since since the beginning. And we still talk about it. And, you know, this, that's something that I want to work on. I know there's some type of healing that you can do, certain body parts that you feel uncomfortable with. There's certain healings that you can do and practices that you can do to to change that and I want to start doing that 
you know. So I just don't know how to do it, go about it, but I will look into it and find figure that out. But we talk about that with when it comes to sex because it's important for him to know my 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 pressure points, my buttons that I don't want pushed. Um, so that's one thing that you know I feel like that we how we deal with our trauma th- together. You know, we are each other's emotional support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, one thing that's recently started to help me out a lot is meditating. I so will helpful. I'll break out the candles, uh, hit the lights, turn the water on, you know, and just zone out. You know, I go on YouTube and stuff, and I'll find, like, uh, some meditation songs that I already, like, made. I don't go through guided meditation. Uh, I look at it as, you know, my way to talk to God and my way to talk to people I've lost. And it definitely helps because I do it when I wake up in the morning. And when I wake up, you know, I'm tired, can't move, body aching and sore, et cetera. But after I meditate, you know, I feel like I can take on the world. Start your day, man. It's amazing when you do it in the morning. I agree. Definitely. Yeah, I meditate too. Um, I do it a little differently. I like to do the guided meditations, but I'll find like a topic I want to do. Like if I'm like anxious this morning, I'm going to type in anxious, 10 minute anxious anxiety uh, guided meditation. I'm going to do that and it's going to help me calm myself. I'm trying to have a good day. If I need some more energy, if I just want, I don't know, whatever, I, I just type it in my YouTube and I just sit in peace and it's amazing. Like learning how to breathe is everything. Once you learn how to breathe, you can meditate anywhere, anytime. You don't need nothing but just you over time. So I love the fact that we meditate, but we do our own thing and it works for us. Yeah, I have to do that sometimes coming from from job to job, you know. Yeah. Doing our best not to do that while driving, though, because. <laughs> yeah. The whole breathing thing, you know, that can still be done anywhere. Yes, definitely. Yeah, we try to pretty much talk to our, through our issues. Um, anything that, any issues that we have with grace and put our pride aside, because I think sometimes our younger self is talking and not our adult self. So I think that sometimes we, you argue as a couple, you might be coming from a place of hurt from something that's happened to you in the past. And you're kind of projecting your emotions on that person. And sometimes you have to like put that in the back of your mind for a second, be take your pride away, listen to the other person and really listen to them for what it is. Because while your trauma is valid, while your opinion is valid, how you're feeling is valid, your younger self is 100% valid. You have to learn when it's appropriate to use. So. <clears throat> You know, if, how we get through this, we'll have an argument about something and we'll talk about it. And even if I, tr- I start to come from an emotional space of my past, then I will, then I'll check myself. Like, you know what? Let me hear what you have to say. I definitely understand how you feel. I apologize. Let's um, see where we can, how we can solve this issue. Cause now I get it. I'm just coming from a place of X, Y, and Z. And I usually say that like, because my past, because this happened to me in the past, I believe that's why I'm like, I feel this way right now, but I get that it's not a a now thing. So I have to learn how to separate that. And I think that when you have those type of conversations, those real raw uh, conversations with your spouse about uh, things that are going on and trauma and like how you might be speaking from a different place than what you're supposed to be speaking from. I think that's when things, you know what I mean? You can continue to work through it because it's a a lifetime thing. You're going to always talk about, 
deal with your trauma. It just it's going to get easier and easier and easier. But you're going to deal with something that happened to you in the past, and you have to figure out how to compartmentalize that so you can be the best you. Yeah. You know, I do think that uh, we see the good in every situation, though. You know, for the most part, yeah, we are two positive people. Amen. Um, if you're down or something, you know, I'm usually up and I'm able to give some good vibes off, you know, have some good words of encouragement mm-hmm. that we can make this financial, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we, we both really do good at that because there's a lot of times when, you know, I'm down and you could just be all plumb happy, bouncing off the walls and goofy and stuff, <laughs> you know? Yeah. In the moment, sometimes I'll be sitting back like, come on, young, you're doing same, too much. Same, same. <laughs> I do the same with you. But then you got to be like, you know what? Let them live. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'll be saying the same thing in my head. Like, bruh, oh my God. But I don't want to shut him out because that's him. He's being him. And he's trying, he's, work, you know, trying to be positive. So I agree. That's so funny. I know we never said that like, to yeah, each no, other out we've loud. we've never said that before. It feels like... <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That is definitely funny. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess that's normal. People just everything you don't talk about. Sometimes it's good to, to know that you guys are on the same page, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like over time, we've learned each other's behaviors and and learned that things aren't always personal. Some of the ways we are stem from how we were raised. So pretty much, again, like you know, I think that me, I take things personal a lot. I used to anyway. I take things so personal, but I get like like I said before that that was my younger self protecting myself. But you got to tell that person like, girl, thank you for protecting me. I I've read this somewhere. It's like when you when your younger self come to you and they they trying to protect you, but you but it's not a good a good look. Be like, girl, thank you for protecting me, but I got this. Talk to it because it's, it's real. Be like, I got this. Thank you, though. I, I appreciate you. You're going to defend me no matter what. But nah, we're good. We're even man. Like, where I got you, bro. I get it. You hurt. You hurt. That person hurt you when you were 15. This is not that person. Just go ahead. Chill. I got you. You know? Yeah, it definitely makes sense, though. You say it stands on how we were raised because, you know, my father, rest in peace, he was in the military. So me growing up, I got to live in a lot of different areas, a lot of different places. Uh, he left the country. We never left the country. That was just all over America. But, you know, what I've realized, too, is that in people, you really can't tell because there are wolves in sheep's clothing. And at the same token, there are sheep in wolves' clothing. You can never really get a good judge of a person when it comes to that type of stuff. So, yeah, that alone is just traumatic because you're putting yourself out there and, and snake eyes. You know, you're not always going to roll a seven. Well, I think the, um, to go back to something real quick, um, maybe a reason why you like to be around people too a lot is because you moved all the time. Yeah. You met new people and you you enjoy like you, he has friends and family all over that he still talks to occasionally. Maybe not all the time, and he will go visit once in a while if we, if we get a chance to. Like he still got those friends, so it makes sense that you know you are, are able to move so much and still connect with people and still have them a part of your life somewhat, and then. You know what I mean? So it's easy for you to, to you know, you 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 have that in you, you know. I yeah. guess for me, I've had a lot of heartbreak when it came to people. Yeah, I guess so, I am pretty amazing. You are. 
It's definitely you watching. Thank you, baby. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we just wanted to go over some things as far as like our, our trauma and how we think it affects our relationship because we were just sitting around one day and we were just like, that's a good topic because I feel like a lot of times people don't talk about their trauma and a lot of times it can affect your relationship really bad. It doesn't have to be childhood trauma though, you know, but I feel like for me personally, that's where a lot of my issues stem from as an adult. And when you bring your baggage, you can call your trauma baggage <laughs> mm-hmm. with you. Then your other spouse brings their trauma or baggage with them. You have to learn how to sort that out. It ain't their problem. It ain't their fault. But now that you decided to marry me, it's our problem. So we got to figure it out. That doesn't mean you just push your problems on them. That means that you got to work it out with them because you want them to understand where you're coming from. That's all you want, acceptance. You want them to accept you for who you are. So you have to... Be willing to talk about your trauma and open up about it. Be vulnerable about it with your spouse because you guys are going to do great things. If you can sit back and be vulnerable with your spouse, then you got it made. That's that's so important to be yourself, which I think is why we went, we mesh so well because I feel like I wasn't able to be as vulnerable with anybody that I am with him. And um, so, yeah, listen to this episode. You can tell us what you think. Um, think about how this affects your relationship and maybe you guys do need to do some soul searching. I think it's great, though. I think it's great search, like, you know, that you should do with your spouse. So, anything yeah. you want to say? Yeah, just open up, share. Once again, communicate. Communication is key. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. It's okay to sit in your shit. It's okay to sit in your spouse's shit. Not literally. That's what you're into. <laughs> That's right. your own business. But, um, <laughs> yeah. To really just get that bond, you know, to really get that full understanding of that person. I mean, we'll never be 100% understanding of each other. I'll never 100% know what she's going through or has gone through and the same vice versa. But just to have that little bit of extra push, you know, you can really, really see yourself spending the rest of your life with that person. Mm-hmm. Well said. All right. Well, I think we are done with this episode. We really appreciate you listening. Yeah, thank you all. PM7. Thank you for supporting. Yes. And um, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Um, like uh, and share. Go to our Facebook page. And, and that's it. So you guys have a great day. Bye. Bye. PM7. Thank you for listening. You can find us at anchor.fm, breaker.audio, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, radiopublic.com, and Spotify. Also, check us out on our Facebook group page, The Proud Mary Podcast. <laughs>